With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where the legends play. Willie 1550 and 98.7. Hello there, I'm Kenny Graves. And on the phone with me right now, he is a three-time Texas CMA Award winner. He is singer, songwriter, musician, humanitarian, and all-around great guy, Mr. Buck Yeager. Buck, how are you, brother? I'm good. How are you, Kenny? I am hanging in there best I can, man. Uh, your name is all over in the state of Texas, so glad to finally get you on, my friend. Been looking forward to this. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it very much. And you're going to be playing uh, at the 1111 Music Festival in Conroe. That's coming up the weekend of uh, Veterans Day, November 11th and 12th. Get ticket information at 1111musicfest.com. And we'll start here, Buck. How early did you take an interest in music, and what were you listening to? Oh, goodness. We're going to go all the way back to my childhood. Um, you know, it was... Uh, I'm a product of the music that my parents listened to, uh, first and foremost. And it was, uh, you know, mom was on the country end of things and dad was more into the, the, the rock and roll, uh, and, and, and that, that end of things. But he also liked country music and, 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 uh, you know, from the Eagles, the Statler brothers, you know, Moody Blues and Loggins and Messina, um, you know, Charlie Daniels, Merle Haggard, George Jones, especially. And my mom's favorite was George Jones. So, uh, you know, I, I grew up with, with massive, you know, influence from all over the place. Uh, there was classical music and there, there was folk music. And somewhere, I would say around five or six years old, I just, I fell in love with the sound of an acoustic guitar and, you know, and the, the vocal uh, behind it. And uh, my favorite song at the time was by Loggins and Messina. Uh, it was a tune called House at Pooh Corner, all about Winnie the Pooh and, and uh, you know, had a honey jar stuck on his nose. I'm not sure if you're familiar <laughs> with that song, but uh, it, you know those of you that are listening that aren't, check it out. It's a good tune. It's funny. Uh, it's cute, whimsical. But uh, that that I think that really is the catalyst. And then from there, it just went uh, went on and on. And then somewhere in the, uh, in the in the late '80s, early '90s, I really fell in love with that era of country music, which led me back to the older classic country and. Uh, I, from I really from that point I just became a student of, of music all around, but gravitated more towards the country and and folk and Americana uh, arena just because I felt that's where I fit in the best. Well, you could draw from a lot of wells with that upbringing. Absolutely, I know you've got a favorite as far as on the the light rock side. So I have to ask, Buck, what's your favorite Moody Blues song? My favorite Moody Blues song is Nights in White Satin. But their big one. Okay. All right. It was their big one, but, um, it, I, you know, I, I had to have come out of the womb uh, uh, loving that song because it's also, well, I'm going to give my age away here, but that's the, that's the year I was born. That song uh, was, was number one the week I was born. Uh, and so that was, uh, I don't know if it was just something that I picked up because it was playing everywhere is the most popular song at the time, but... Um, Finding out or discovering the Moody Blues as a as a young boy, um, 
that song was one of my favorites. But you know, you've got songs like Tuesday Afternoon that are that are close second, if not a tie. Uh, I don't think there's really a bad Moody Blues song, to be honest. I'm kind of a partial fan to your Wildest Dreams. Oh, that's fantastic! Was that what 1987? Wow, good stuff, though. All right, great stuff. All right, what oh, age? Yeah. What age did you start playing and singing? And then when did the writing come in? Well, let's see. I started playing live around twenty twenty one, and uh, just you know playing local neighborhood bars and and doing the acoustic you know cover song kind of thing as much as I could. And then I think right around nineteen ninety three or 94, uh, I wrote my first song um, with a, a buddy of mine named Shane Amis. And uh, we uh, we got together and he said, hey, you got anything you've been working on? I said, man, it's coincidence with habit. I've got this, you know, this chord progression that has been bugging me and I can't figure out any kind of, you know, any, any words to, to throw in there and kind of kick this thing off. He goes, well, hold on, let's get a pad. He grabbed a legal pad and a pencil and about 15 minutes later, we were done with a song, um, that's never been recorded, never been released, but every once in a while it get, it'll get played at a live venue. And uh, somebody somewhere may have a recording of that. But uh, other than that, it's just it's just one of those songs that, you know, I'm sure eventually will get, you know, find its way onto something and, and you know, out there is, for, you know, for digital downloads. But, uh, you know, I don't know when, but it's just one of those songs that, uh, for lack of a better term, I think it just kind of slipped through the cracks all these years. Gotcha, gotcha. They do do that sometimes. Now, they with, do. With the songwriting, Buck, as it's progressed over these years, now do you prefer to schedule time to write, or do you like to wait for inspiration? I love to wait for inspiration, but in in this day and age, I have to really kind of set aside time and uh, strike while the iron is hot, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, 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 can, it can be stressful at times when you try to force a song in my opinion because i i the way i write i tend to let the song dictate how it's going to go through me as a vessel as corny as that sounds but you know the, the songs the songs will write themselves if if you listen uh in my opinion and uh you know listen to what your head's telling you and listen to what your 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 fingers are doing on whatever instrument you play and the song will write itself you just got to pay attention well said i like that well, Buck, where was your very first paying music gig? My very first paying music gig. Oh goodness, let's see. Five dollars and free pizza, or whatever it was. This would have been nineteen ninety-two at a place on nineteen sixty. Uh, the The building is still there. I don't know. If, I haven't been by there in, in quite a while, so I don't know if there what what venue is there now but uh it was called the boat at tampico bay and i i picked up uh an open mic night um i went in on an open mic and played a couple of tunes uh very shyly and timidly and the owner and the the general manager came up to me uh after my my two song set and asked me if I would like to host the open mic. And I looked at him like, wow. And I go, you can start next week if you want, and we'll we'll give you $50, a cheeseburger, and a pitcher of beer. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> I would, I'd hit the big time right there. And uh, I said, sure. And 
I went home and promptly learned as many songs as I could because at that time I only knew the two that I played. Mm. Uh, as far as as getting out there and and getting paid, uh, that was well before I decided to really take this you know take this endeavor on and as as something that I would pursue as a living. And right. so, uh, you know, I started this open mic and see what happens, and then I did my first open mic and. I uh, was offered the job, and then I held the open mic there for almost three years until I just decided to go do something else. And uh, that's when I joined up with a uh, a five-piece country band, and we did a little touring across the United States. Well, now, I love this story. Your given name is not Buck Yeager, unfortunately. No, that's, that's That's an awesome name. But tell fans how that name came about. Well, um a few years ago, we were down in uh, uh, Clear Lake, Texas, and uh, the show we had uh, been slated to do was rained out. And down the road was a legendary Texas blues man by the name of uh, te- uh, Texas Johnny Brown, and he was going to be playing down the road, so we decided, let's go down there. And uh, we go down there, we watch Johnny's show, it's fantastic. You know, at the time, the man was, you know, in his late 70s and moving around like most 20-year-olds wished they could do and playing guitar like like most every rock god wished he could do as well. And uh, the guys started, uh, the guys in the band started buying these uh, Dollar Jägermeister shots from the Jägerettes, which were the Jägermeister girls. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know is... Um, Everybody wakes up the next morning at a buddy of mine's houseboat, and there's a there's a lot of hangovers and a <laughs> bunch of people moaning, no more Buck Yeagers, no more Dollar Yeagers, man, no more Buck Yeagers ever again. And then we all kind of started laughing, and said, that'd be a great name for a band, you know, kind of like Leonard Skinner, Marshall Tucker, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where it came from. And, uh, you know, I went down and... and and did all the paperwork for for the names and all that. And uh, shortly thereafter, people would come up and ask who's Buck, and the guys, to be smart, would always point to me. <laughs> so I just went ahead and said, "Sure, I'm Buck." And I, uh, you know, uh, I have the assumed name, if you will. Uh, most people know me by my Buck. By Buck, uh, others know me as as Greg. Uh, and now everybody here listening knows me as Greg. You can call me either. I don't mind, um, but I, you know, I've won uh, awards as Buck Yeager, so it's more of a. It, I hate to say it's a persona because it is part of me. It is really who I am. It's just the me that gets up on the stage versus the me that goes home and, and is a husband and a papa. Gotcha. All right. Well, when did you form the Buck Yeager Band, and who are these top-notch musicians that are in it with you? Okay. Let's see. Buck Yeager Band was formed um 04 and that lineup the only person in that lineup left uh, of the original buck yeager band is myself um uh, one is no longer with us um two have moved on to different different things and then now the band consists of myself still uh claude woolley um uh, grammy winning songwriter and and fantastic you know, Groove Meister, bass player. Um, he's the bassist. And then uh, back on the drums, uh, we have uh, 
made some switches here in the in the last uh, last few months, and we are working with a new fellow by the name of Eric Curtis, who has uh, come along fantastically, uh, fantastic harmonies, everything in there. Um, he's on Facebook. You can check out his skills. He's got quite a lot of uh, accolades to his name as well. And then on the lead guitar, I have none other than the incomparable John Matlock, who is the former guitarist for the NBC Orchestra. And uh, I am I consider myself the weak link in the band, as I'm not the the consummate musician these fellows are. And uh, I'm blessed to to have that. You know, like my dad told me uh, when I was younger, whatever you do in life, make sure you surround yourself with people that are better at it than you are. So I, I took that to heart and. I made sure I found the best musicians I could find to uh, help sculpt me and, and uh, shape what we do. Great advice from your dad, too. Absolutely. Now, your debut single, Deep in the West, was written by the awesome Shake Russell. That came out yeah. back in 2005. What did you learn from that first project in the studio? Um, that was that was a very, very, very eye-opening experience for me. Um, but it was a, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, opportunity we were we were at a a very reputable studio and uh we had the chance to cut this song and record it and then have it debut on on major market radio um and and that would uh that was june 30th of uh 2004 when we went into studio and we only had roughly 20 hours 30 hours something like that to get the song completely done and so we went in and really hustled and stayed the night there, rolled through it. Um, a guy named Steve Bundrick, I believe, was our, our producer. And uh, the four of us at the time, it was myself, uh, Leonard Gutierrez, who's no longer with us, and then Kevin Hines. Uh, I'm not sure where he's at nowadays. And then Mike Patton um, was uh, playing drums. Uh, I'm trying to remember back. Let's we'll see. We, we went in. I think around four in the afternoon and we didn't leave until you know late 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 the next night uh, we played all the instruments on it did all of our own harmonies and all of that and we were able to get it into the hands of of who we needed to uh basically 48 hours after we started recording and uh, we hit major market radio and many thanks go out to everybody that helped us with that especially shake shake was uh detrimental and uh, you know, helping me get the career started and, and push. Uh, and I can honestly tell you that without without Deep in the West being the first single, I don't think anybody would really know who I am at all. All right. Now let's get to some fun stuff here. And twenty sure. in 2015, you won Best Male Vocalist at the Texas CMAs. Talk about that night. Yes, uh, the Country Music Association of Texas um, – they had contacted me, and you know, had, had, the way I understood it on the phone was that I was up for an award. And then through conversation, they were like, "No, no, no, no! This is the award ceremony. You have won the award." And I'm like, "Well, this is really cool." And so, I uh, we we had the award show, and I believe it was um, on a Wednesday night in October um, back then, and we. Uh, my family and I show up, my wife, my mom and dad, you know, everybody I'd kn- I knew that I could get out there was there. 
it was a, it was a, a pinnacle moment in my life. And then we we sit down in this little little dais for everybody uh, who's who's receiving an award, and I'm sitting among people like Hayden Nicholas and uh, uh, Bobby Fuentes, and, uh, gosh, so many so many people. Uh, and then I look over next to me, and I'm, I'm like, man, who's this? Who's this guy in the leather jacket? You know, we're all at my table looking at this next table over, and we can't figure it out. And it's, it's none other than Gary Morris. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that was that was absolutely you know just mind blowing in itself. And so that really uh, kind of gave me a, a good push uh, that night, getting a, an award. Uh, you know, uh, you know, artist of the year for for 2015, male artist, and that 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 really, really, really you know, I guess made me feel like I was finally really starting to get some recognition for, you know, doing this for so many years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was, it was, uh, it's a feeling I'll never forget, but it's led to, uh, two other awards. I won, uh, song of the year in 2018 for a song I wrote for my wife called beautiful thing. Um, not in print currently, but, but we'll probably have a new version of it out soon. And then, uh, uh, just last year, I was honored with the title of Texas Troubadour. Talk about that one. That one, um, that is probably the most significant and most meaningful to me, um, simply because I've I've really made my career in Texas. Uh, I've been fortunate. I've never really had to do a lot of traveling. I did some, some road work early on in my career and just decided that's not really the route I wanted to take. And I you know, decided I can do this and I can, I can make a living and, and do what I want to do in Texas. And I don't have to be gone, you know, all the time. And I, I, you know, put my nose to the grindstone and, and did what I could to make that happen. And then for, you know, Mary Mentor and the uh, Country Music Association of Texas to come out and honor me with the title of Texas Troubadour, and my third award with the CMA of Texas, uh, making me the highest awarded artist in the organization. That to me is, uh, you know, I don't know that I will ever have anything that would ever top that in my life. You know, as far as what I do with my career period, that is, that is my crowning and defining moment in my mind. And just means the most to me. Well, big congratulations on that. It is quite an honor. Now, do you have a favorite venue or event that you played? Oh gosh, there's so many favorite favorite places. Um, you know, there, there's places I do with the band that we travel to, and there are places I do as you know solo or, or duo type shows. Um, and and most of the time, if I'm going to be honest, my heart's really in the the solo and and duo kind of things, and and I do a lot of those. Uh, and I do some very, very close to home. And one of my absolute favorite places to play is Red Brick Tavern in Conroe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good good um, venue. Great venue. Great live music. Um, I completed a, a, a bucket list uh, uh, goal, if you will, just back in June. I had my I had my 50th birthday. And on stage with me that night, I got to do a, a song swap with the legendary Shake Russell for mm. the very first time. And that was that was awesome, you know, just in its own right. Uh, but I got to also do it at, at Red Brick Tavern, where I was the host of the Songwriter Spotlight for uh, almost five years. And uh, the room, the room is just special to me. 
Well, Buck, I know this is near and dear to your heart, and it's a little changing of gears here, but October is Adopt-A-Shelter-Pet Day. So tell folks yes. tell folks why rescue dogs are so important to you. Well, they're those dogs that are uh, mostly forgotten, abandoned, and you know, like I tell anybody, dogs have a have a, a greater love for you than they ever will for themselves mm-hmm. but a rescue dog will never ever 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 turn its back on you or, or acknowledge that it even exists it will be there for your existence because you saved it and that you know i've seen it uh over and over again my dad just retired at the beginning of the year he was a veterinarian uh you know my entire life and so uh I saw many dogs that we saved and many cats, you know, any rescue animal really, but dogs, dogs really hold a special place to my heart. Um, I would have a rescue at this point, but the two dogs that I have, which aren't rescues, but they are, uh, they're spoiled brat pugs (laughs) and, uh, they don't allow other animals in the house. They came in around the same time together. And so they like each other, but other dogs and other cats, uh, goldfish, nah, not so much. <laughs> so, but uh, no, re- a rescue animal is is probably a, one of the greatest gifts you could give yourself. Honestly, I agree. I agree, and they make the absolute best companions. Absolutely, absolutely, so they do. Always adopt if you can. I agree with that. Absolutely, I, I know it's a passion you have. I didn't know your dad was a veterinarian all your life, so that probably is a lot of it. But uh, I, that I keep formed it. a lot of my my feelings. I can tell you. Okay, very good. Now I know you're currently working on a new project, and that will involve a series of audio dramas. So explain that venture. Well, um, there's an uh, an author goes by the name of Joan Pillen, and that's P I L. I-L-L-E-N. Uh, you can find her on Facebook. She is... Uh... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Currently writing a series of audio dramas. Uh, which were kind of like, you know, book on tape kind of was years oh, yeah. ago. And uh, it's the newer trend. But the first book was released and has been uh, receiving a lot of awards uh, throughout the, the writing community uh, here in the last few months. Um, it's narrated uh, by a good friend of mine named Rick Sellers. Um, it's called Prairie Magic is the name of the book. And it's uh, uh, it features... Uh, one of a uh, song I've written uh, called "Enjoy the Ride." I play a couple of different versions through this throughout the book, um, and then through uh, uh, through the graces of, of the powers that be, I also was able to sing a few, uh, a couple of traditional songs like you know "Home on the Range" and things like that, kind of adding into the to the the storyline. But uh, the, I, if if you're into the those kind of uh, things, you know, audio dramas, check it out. There's going to be uh, I think a series of nine more books or eight more books, and they've asked me to uh, uh, start writing songs for the, the the this series, the second one, which is uh, called Rebel. It will be the the book coming out, and uh, I'm currently working on a song for that 
uh, should be wrapped up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then from there, we'll see what happens in the next the next group of, of, of books. My wife is uh, playing a character in Rebel. All right. She's voicing a character. I will be voicing a character from what I understand. A um, lot of lot of local artists uh, from the Conroe and, and uh, you know, Spring area, Huntsville area, they're all uh, also a part of this book or this audio drama. And uh, there's Krista Sharp and, and several others uh, whose names escape me at the moment. But it's a really, really, really neat listen. If you, if you have a chance, it's called Prairie Magic, and that's the first in the series. Rebel will be the second. And I'm not certain of the titles of the next few, but it's going to be an ongoing series. Well, will these be available on, like, podcasts, platforms, or will they have to go to a location to get it? Uh, you'll be able to get them through, you know, you could you could be able to get it through wherever you get any audio drama, like, you know, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you could probably go through Barnes & Noble. You could probably go straight through, uh, uh, you know, Joan and whatever website she has set up. Uh, I've seen it. I just can't recall it off the top of my head. Gotcha. Well, Buck, you're going to be performing at the 1111 Music Festival in Conroe. That's November 11th and 12th. Get tickets at 1111musicfest.com. And for folks who have not seen you live before, and there aren't many of them because you've got a big audience, uh, what can they expect at your show? Uh, you can expect a little bit of everything for everyone. We, we try to uh, incorporate a little bit of, of everything into our original music as far as you know, crossing genres, not being too extreme in that. But we, we keep it in the, uh, the rock, pop, and then country, classic country, and, you know, folk arena. We, we step in all those little, little spots and try to fill the void best we can and uh, just read off the crowd. And if I, if I see y'all hopping along to a certain thing, then we stay in that, that way for a little while, then we'll shift gears to give the people who aren't hopping you know, a chance to hop, if you will. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you live, brother. And I'll make him up and ask for knots in white satin. Just saying, just so you, you know. You know what? You know what? I might have to. I might have to brush that up. So in case you do, I can pull it out of the hat. And we'll, <laughs> we'll have it down. I haven't sang it in, in, you know, a good number of years. I've been put on the spot. Uh, you know, I know a couple of years ago to do it, and I and I roughly uh, uh, limped through a version of it but nothing like I was proud enough to do. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I might have to just put that in the set list and go, here, here we go, guys. Let's just, let's just bring this song back and see what people think of it. <laughs> it's, an all-time, it's an all-time classic. Everybody will know it, so that'll be perfect. It's a, it's a beautiful tune. Looking forward to it, sir. And tell fans how to keep up with you and your career online. Right now, the best way is going to be on Facebook. There's Buck Yeager and Buck Yeager Band. Uh, or Instagram. Those two, you can find me on both of those. Uh, I post most of my shows right now. I've been limiting my shows simply for the fact that I'm working on the audio dramas and also working with another author um, on writing. He wrote his biography, if you will, so I'm kind of setting it to music in a short story form. So uh, I'm working with him and those things, not doing a whole lot of the uh, the live at the moment, but the schedule is, is starting to fill up. I'm starting to break free again. So as dates come about, they'll be put on uh, you know Facebook and Instagram first. My website is not up and currently running to, uh, to current specs, if you will, but it will be soon. Uh, I've kind of tapered off a bit. 
redesigning some things. And we've got a whole lot of new material, new looks, all kinds of new stuff coming at you here in uh, 2023. Uh, we took 20, most of 2022 to uh, re-gear and, you know, uh, what we call reinvent ourselves, if you will. Hitting your stride. Well, did I, mi- did I miss anything you wanted to touch on? No, I think uh, everything that that I'm about, we, you hit, man. I'm uh, I'm very amazed. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You can call him Greg. You can call him Buck. Just don't call him late for dinner. Buck Yeager, my friend, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Kenny. Thank you very much. It's been an honor for me. All right. For the great Buck Yeager, I'm Kenny Graves on Willie 1550 and 98.7. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.